What is going on, everybody? Jamie Shaw here on the Absolute Basketball Experience Podcast. We are here with an emergency podcast today as we go through the hiring of Steve Forbes at Wake Forest University. Uh, we bring on Demon Deacon uh, Digest publisher Les Johns on the 247 Sports Network, and we bring in Team Curry High School Director Sim Frazier to talk about, both of them to talk about the hire, the implications, what it'll do within the state, what it'll do with recruiting, and, and, and how good of a hire was it. I believe all of the returns have been very positive so far. Uh, but before we get into it, we ask the normal, if you would go ahead and subscribe to this channel, go ahead and rate us five stars. If you would leave us a, a positive feedback for what you enjoyed about the podcast and all that kind of stuff. Thank you very much to the workers who are still working during this time. Thank you very much to the frontline people and the essential workers uh, who are out there uh, still still serving, still providing all the people working at the hospitals and the, the police people and the mail carriers. The list goes on. Thank you so much for doing this. And everybody, as the public, let's do our own part uh, to try to to try to flatten this curve with social distancing, washing hands, staying safe, staying in if we don't need to be out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but without further ado, here is Demon Deacon Digest publisher, Les Johns, and Team Curry, director of um, the high school team, Sim Frazier, talking about the Wake Forest hire of Steve Forbes on the Absolute Basketball Experience with Jamie Shaw. Thank you guys very much. What is going on, everybody? Uh, Jamie Shaw here on the Absolute Basketball Experience podcast. Uh, big day here today in the state of North Carolina. Big hire, Steve Forbes, goes to Wake Forest. I am joined with the publisher of the Demon Deacon Digest on the 247 Sports Network, Les Johns. Les, how was today for you? It's busy as could be. I'm, a, I'm not an early morning person. Uh, I got my stories ready last night because I kind of knew what was coming. And I set my alarm for 7.45, and as my alarm is going off, I literally got a, a direct message from one of my main sources basically telling me I needed to be ready. Yeah. So uh, it started going down fast and furious this morning. And, and that was the thing. I, I think it was kind of one of those things that the overall entirety of it happened pretty quickly. You know, they fired him on Saturday, and then all of a sudden today they're hiring a brand-new coach after going through the process and stuff. Uh, obviously there's there a lot that was done. Take us a little bit about what you know behind the scenes as to kind of how everything transpired and what happened leading up to the, um, today. Well, I mean, when you want to go back to the dismissal of Danny Manning, I think that it was clear that was a decision that athletic director John Curry wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And the reason that took six and a half to seven weeks till after the season was finished was primarily dealing with this global pandemic that we're all working through. You know, there's a lot of pieces and parts and getting, you know, student athletes in the right places and getting classes moved online. And once all, all those pieces were kind of put together, then the end of year evaluation came due for Danny Manning and, and that evaluation wasn't all that sparkling. So uh, then it's like, you know, how do you make the move and get things done? Obviously they dismissed Danny on, on Saturday um, and the search became fast and furious starting Sunday. Uh, they did hire a search firm. And by the time they started work uh, Saturday afternoon, they had six targets lined up. Mm -hmm. uh, and those targets were split over three interviews on Sunday, three interviews on Monday. And then um, once those initial interviews were completed, uh, the, the people working on this uh, pulled their heads together, come up with a couple finalists, uh, did some more research on those two finalists, did some more interviews and uh, by late Wednesday night, you know, word starts to flutter around that a, a decision has been reached. And uh, I got word that it was likely Steve Forbes. No doubt. 
And, uh, you know, obviously when it comes to all the candidates that were put out there, they all had some sort of tie to Wake Forest and the program and stuff. But when you look into it, Forbes was the only one that actually had a direct tie to Curry from their previous yeah. time at Tennessee. Do you feel like any of that – do you feel like that played – even though the higher search firm, do you feel like that played a factor in it at all? I think that definitely was a factor. There is a, the level of comfort and a level of knowing each other I mean, Curry knows Forbes. Forbes knows Curry. They were we were together at Tennessee for the three plus years. But the other thing I kind of gathered uh, late last night and this morning was one of the things that really stood out to the to the power brokers of Wake Forest was the depth and breadth of the Forbes experience. In other mm -hmm. words, you know, Wes Miller has done a tremendous job, especially in the last four years at UNCG. But Forbes has been at the high major level. He's coached in the SEC. He's, he's coached in the Big 12, you know. And he was on that staff that went, you know, to as far as they could in the big dance a couple of years. You know, had an undefeated season until they ran into the other undefeated team in Kentucky that one year. Yeah. So, you know, he's coached at the highest levels. Uh, and been through it all. You know, he's been through JUCOs, and now he's, he's at, you know, East Tennessee State and winning big there, 30 wins this season. So it's his 30 years of cumulative experience that kind of put him over the top compared to Wes Miller's resume right now. Absolutely. I think you brought up a great point there. You know, he's been a high major coach. He was, you know, seven years with A&M and then Tennessee. Um, then he went back and he was uh, – but his last seven years as a head coach, he is a combined 192 and 49 between his – Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> was was this Curry's guy from the get-go? I don't know that it was his guy from the get-go. My understanding is that once they went through the interviews and, and looked at all the evidence, this was his guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he had him pegged Saturday night. I think Saturday night he was literally one of six. Yeah. And I think Sunday morning he was one of six. And then by Monday night, Tuesday morning, he became one of two. Yeah. You know, I think that he was in that group and all in, those, all in that group were equally – um, looked at, but he just rose above in the interview process. We look at the resume as a whole. And I think, too, another thing, you know, him uh, getting what he was doing at Wichita State, getting players that they'd never gotten before, top 100 guys, what he was doing at Tennessee. He's recruited at the high major level before. A lot of times when a, when a mid-major, low-major coach moves to the high major level, that jump in recruiting, that, that, that jump in running that program is a whole lot different uh, than the thing. And Forbes has that experience as opposed to, you know, not having – been in the high major programs. And that was one of the big knocks that you would hear by some people kind of thrown about is that, well, he's using all these JUCOs at ETSU. He won't be able to do that at Wake Forest. And that's true, but he has recruited and recruited at a high level at other spots. And, you know, it's kind of when you're at ETSU, you, you, you play the cards that you're dealt, Jamie. You know, that was what he could do there. That's what worked for him. And, there, you know, he, there's no reason for him not to have done that. But that doesn't mean that's the only tool in that toolbox. So now that they've hired Forbes, uh, it's an exciting day and everything. But then tomorrow he wakes up and we got to <laughs> look at the kind of what he's, what he's walking into. Uh, Neath, uh, Wright, Wynn, Sean D. Brown, they're all in the transfer portal. All of the uh, recruits ask for their uh, release, LOI, all that kind of stuff. What is this roster looking like, and, and what is Forbes' main task coming into this, uh, this job? Oh, you nailed it, Jamie. The, the, the initial task is to build a roster that can field enough players on the court next season. Um, 
you know, it's, 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 it's one of those weird things that there's all this movement around on the roster, and there, there's some of that in the natural course of business in college athletics anyway. I have a feeling he's going to end up being fine, but it's just I'm not sure how he gets from point A to point B. You know, it's how do you eat an elephant? You yeah. eat it one bite at a time. You know, that's how he's going to have to address. And I know that he said, you know, I was able to interview him just a couple of hours ago. And he said that, you know, through the rest of the night, he's going to spend the night on the phone with the current players. And one of the main jobs he has is to re-recruit those players and let them know that they're his players, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that he's, he wants to treat them well and wants to work together with them to, to build the right culture and to start winning at Wake Forest. And I'll tell you one thing, I'm sure on your end of things specifically, Forbes is going to be a breath of fresh air because he's always good with the media. He was really good with this this afternoon. Uh, we have another press conference with the Marvel 11. I've had, uh, I've had reporter friends of mine reach out to tell me that I've really gotten lucky. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something to look forward to, of course, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he, he's really good for a quote. Um, so earlier today, uh, Jeff Goodman uh, tweeted out that uh, Wake Forest wasn't expecting to even pay half of that $15 million to Danny Manning. Um, and all that, all the buyout and all that kind of stuff. Do you know where things stand with all that now? The buyout is kind of one of the white whales of Wake Forest athletics. I'm not sure that we'll ever find out exactly what it should be and what it ends up being, unless it goes to a, a court, you know, type of deal. And even then they're liable to settle out of court before it ever gets, you know, in the public realm. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with Wake Forest being a small private school, those contracts are not privy to – uh, you know, Freedom of Information Act inquiries, you know, there's no way I can just access it as if it's at UNC or, yeah. or you know, someplace like that. So, and Curry, when we asked about it Saturday, kind of dismissed it saying, you know, I wouldn't believe the numbers you hear out in the media, mm-hmm. you know, because I asked him, you know. Um, so, the answer is, I'm not sure we ever will know the answer, Jamie. It's, it's one of life's greatest mysteries. Oh, no doubt. Uh, wrapping things up here, uh, all in all, everything taken in, you know, you've had time to digest it a little bit. How would you rank, what would you rate this hire for Wake Forest? I mean, when you factor in the excitement factor, when you factor in um, his enthusiasm and work ethic, you know, a former coach of his today, a former assistant coach told me that it's not just a home run, it's a grand slam home run. No, he called it not just a home run, but a walk-off home run. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a walk-off home run with the bases loaded, two outs, and two strikes. No doubt. I mean, I think, I think the Deeks just crushed it on this one. I would feel better about it in a non-coronavirus environment to where Forbes could immediately get out in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to see – I'd like to – obviously, for, for the health and welfare for all of us, I'd like to see us, you know, in better shape in terms of that. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the community and with the staff and with the players. I hear he's a big relationship builder, and I'm looking forward to kind of seeing that come to fruition hands-on in the next few months. And hopefully for all of us, like I said, we move past where we're at with this pandemic. Absolutely, absolutely. It's was, it was a good day. Thank you for jumping on real quick and, uh, and getting with us. And, uh, uh, you know, stay safe out there. Stay socially distant and washing your hands and stuff. Absolutely. And we'll be back on the basketball court, football field soon. Sounds good, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. And I am joined now by high school director of basketball for Team Curry on the AAU circuit, Sim Frazier. Uh, Sim, big day today in the state of North Carolina. 
They hired uh, Steve Forbes to take over at Wake Forest and kind of a quick hire, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, overall, taking a macro view at it, what were your thoughts about, uh, about the hire? I think it's a good hire. I think uh, they made a splash. It wasn't um, what a lot of people would uh, initially go for as a Wake Forest <coughs> hire, quote unquote. Um, but I think they 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 got a, a really good, a really talented recruiter and coach um, in Steve Forbes for sure. So sitting right now, um, you know, Team Curry is one of the four sponsored shoot uh, company teams within the state of North Carolina. Um, <clears throat> leading up to this, before the previous ten years with Best Delic and Danny Manning and stuff. What type of reputation around the state, around the big-time kids that you're around and stuff, what type of reputation do Wake Forest carry? Um, so, like, the previous – the two uh, previous uh, probably coaching staffs, um, it's kind of like a mini that – they're going after, like, a mini Carolina Duke kind of recruiting style. Um, and so you're trying to recruit some of the Blue Blood kids – uh, they might have been a little bit later on some of the some of the better kids in the state, um, but it you know the, the reputation around here was they were just late, right? They were just late on some things, and that variety of reasons they wanted to evaluate a different way, um, and we didn't see it really work out. So, and, you know, obviously having Tim Duncan, Josh Howard, Ish Smith, CP3, uh, there's been talent there, and there's been talent that's you know recent and stuff. How good can this Wake Forest job be? No, I think it's a phenomenal job. I think, you know, what, you know, you named off a bunch of guys there. I think what made, you know, say Skip Prosser, like, so loved uh, in the state is because he had North Carolina kids. Like, this is the hoop state. There's tons of kids, tons of talented kids in this area. And Skip always made a priority to get kids from this area. Um, and so I think that, you know, that's something that I think Steve will do. And I think also, you know, people will rally behind for sure. So. And that kind of leads into the next question. Let's say, you know, you're Steve Forbes and you're his advisor or whatever. What, what do you think this new staff needs to do in order to ingratiate themselves within uh, the confines of the state and, and to ingratiate themselves with the local uh, talent? Yeah, I think just establish an identity. I think some of the past Wake Forest teams, you didn't really know uh, what the teams were supposed to be playing like. I think Steve's reputation and, like, what he did at East TSU, the type of guys he had at – uh, Wichita State, back to yeah, Northwest Florida days. I remember, you know, I, I know him from back those those JUCO days. The type of guys that he's going to have that established identity is huge. And then going after those kids full fledged, whether you know, especially getting some in-state kids. But I think they'll have an identity pretty carved out. I, I have an idea of what those teams will look like. <laughs> there's, no, there's no question of what a Steve Forbes led team will look like. I mean, have you seen the, the introductory video yet? I haven't, I haven't gotten to see it. Yet. Where he walks in, he rips the mask off, and he throws it up, the coronavirus mask. Let's go! It's like <laughs> nah, the most non-Wake like Forest that. thing you ever see, but it's so Steve, yeah. Steve Forbes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nah, that's definitely Steve, man. So uh, I'm excited, man. I think that was, like, again, I think it was a great hire for sure. Yeah, and, you know, looking back on it and all that kind of stuff, I mean, he's, you know, I, I, I took a note here. He's uh, over his last two head coaching jobs, Northwest Florida State, East Tennessee State. He's 192 and 49 combined mm -hmm. you know, seven years mm -hmm. I mean he's done nothing but win and he and, and then before that Wichita State Tennessee uh Texas A&M I mean he's recruited at the highest level and then yep. as the head coach he's won at the highest level he's seen what it takes it's just he checks all the boxes yeah no I agree I agree and I think with with uh, the Wake Forest hire you needed somebody um 
again, that had their own identity that had that's going to bring a different flavor. You look at like, you know, everybody looks at Duke Carolina, but you look at the success that Florida State's had with their own brand of basketball. You look at the success that Virginia's had with their own brand of basketball. I think, you know, carving out an identity and, and somebody that's like, this is who we are. That's going to give you – that's going to lead to success in the ACC rather than just kind of scatterbrained recruiting that you see some other programs doing. So, No doubt. I think, too, another thing that Forbes brings to the table is he's a veteran in front of the microphone. He's going to win the press conference. Uh, he's going to really embrace the local media. He's going to really embrace that. He's going to know everything to say. He's going to look good in the uh, – in the living rooms when he's recruiting and, you know, he's, he's always good for a quote and stuff. So I think that he's going to win there too. For sure. For sure. Venturing off, I guess, looking at the, the, the entirety of the view. Um, how would you say the talent is right now in the state of North Carolina? I think uh, our, our talent pool is always pretty deep. You know, look at year in, year out, pretty deep. I think 2021 20, class could be thinner at the, the higher major kids. There's not as many, um, but there's, there's always steals in our class. If you look, you go down to by some list, a, a kid might be ranked 30th, and he's a high major kid, high major talent. Uh, so I think it was pretty deep. I, th I like really like our 2022 class and 2023 class. It was really, really good. Yep. Um, I think um, this talent, this talent, the state is oozing. I think, you know, you know, you get into the state and recruit the state, you'll have some success for sure. Well, there's no doubt. Like you said, they call it the hoop state for a reason. So it's going to be very exciting. Right. Um, very exciting to see. Uh, Sim, I appreciate you jumping on real quick here. Um, <clears throat> wanted to get a, uh, you know, a high up person in the AAU world's thoughts on the hire and all that kind of stuff and uh, get it going. But uh, I appreciate you coming, man, and I hope you enjoy that, uh, enjoy that lasagna. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. We'll and stay safe in this quarantine, man. All right, man. See you. Sounds good.